Reverend Dr. Shadrach Ofosuari was called by God into ministry over 35 years ago with the mandate to undertake the task of raising overcomers and setting the captives free. He has an unquestionable passion for souls and a desire to totally eradicate poverty from the body of Christ. Aside his vast teaching material, he has authored two books titled War on Poverty and Christian Counseling and Biblical Psychology. His life is a testimony to what he believes in, that knowledge is a vital tool in sending poverty to the scrapyard. Dr. Shadrach studied for a Bachelor of Arts in degree in the former Yugoslavia. He holds Master of Theology from Westminster College and University of Oxford, Master of Philosophy MPhil from Trinity Seminary. Dr. Shadrach also holds a Doctor of Ministry, PhD in Theocentric Studies and Doctor of Philosophy in Ethics. In 2017, the Kumasi Anglican Church in Ghana recognized and honored him as the first Pentecostal minister to be installed as a canon at the Kumasi Cathedral. Dr. Shadrach has a heart of community work. He is the chair for the Ghana Christian Council UK and Ireland GCC UK, the official umbrella body endorsed by the Ghana High Commission UK and Ireland and the Ghana Union UK to mobilize and unite Ghanaians to serve God and country. Dr. Shadrach Ofusuari is the pastor in charge of Freedom Center International FCI Worldwide, a church based in the United Kingdom under the Universal Prayer Group Ministry with branches in Luton, Telford, Edinburgh, UK, Sydney, Australia, Mercia, Spain, and Accra, Ghana. Pastor Shadrach is married to Pastor Dorothy Ofosuari, co-apostle of FCI Worldwide Churches, and they are blessed with three children. Open Heaven's Temple, bringing God's word on this consecrated moment, is the general overseer and the senior pastor of Freedom Center International, Reverend Dr. Shadrach Ofosuari. Ladies and gentlemen, with a standing ovation, let's welcome God's Choice Servant. If our mouth can talk, our hands can talk. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Bless the name of the Lord. Somebody come on. Hold, let, me give you, let me give you the secret to shouting. In the realms of the spirit, shouting brings walls down. But interestingly, in the life of the Israelites... It's part of the tenets of their worship that you must give God unrestrained, not coordinated sound that releases stuff in the spirit. And that is why they were instructed to shout at the gates, or should I say the walls of Jericho. And I know our mouths are restricted, but anytime you come before the Lord, find a way to make some joyful noise. Since our mouth cannot go that far because it's restricted, our hands are liberated. Put your hands together. Thank you, Jesus. Please be seated. I was not going to do any protocols, but I have to. I mean, uh, what I'm seeing is absolutely fantastic. And please put your hands together and bless God for the man of God. 
I have known him many years, and you will not remember this uh, apostle, but, you know, he, he spoke some prophetic words into my life. And uh, what God did with those words is amazing. And I know that the final one is very deep, so I'm waiting for that one to come to pass. And I know it will because the others have come to pass. And we bless God for his life. Don't ever underestimate the prophetic. Because the Bible says that the world, or should I say the church, is built on two foundations. On the apostolic and the prophetic. Why the apostolic? Because there must be fathering to give us insight and direction in life. So if you don't have a father, you have a problem. For the Bible says that in Deuteronomy, don't let any person who doesn't have a father come into the assembly of the brethren. It is that strong that those who are not connected to fathers were not admitted in the assembly of the brethren. The King James put it in a very crude way. He said, don't allow any bastard. And that word is not a very pleasant word in our, in our current time, but that is the word the Bible used. And then when you come to church and God institutes and puts a father for you, it means that he loves you so much that he wants to give you great direction in life. But also, the prophetic. Because, you see, the Bible is a big book. And the Bible has enough information to make you confused. It has enough information to, 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 to put you in a place where you look to your left and right and say, where do I go? And that is why a lot of people don't read their Bibles because sometimes they get more confused than anything else. But God gives us the prophetic. Before Jesus left, he said that everything I want to tell you, I can tell you now. But when I'm gone, I will send the Holy Spirit who will speak according to how I mitigate or how I deal with problems and, and you are going to work in that realm. Brothers and sisters, understand this. Everything that has been written in the book that you have must be breathed into by the Spirit of God for you to have clarity and understanding. But may I shock you by saying that the Bible as it is written in your, in, your, in, your, in your book does not help you so much in your acquisition and your work into what God has called you to do in your current situation. Oh, how can you say that? Because you see, I'm married to a woman called Dorothy. There's nowhere in scriptures where it says that Shadrach, you shall be married to Dorothy. But the Bible says that everything I do must be the will of God. So if there is no direct instruction in the Bible who I should marry, how do I get it right? We are in open heavens. What a beautiful church. And I love your edifice. One more time, put your hands together for your man of God. And everybody that contributed to this. But where the Bible says where you attend church, where you do stuff must be directed by his word and in obedience. But where did you find out in the Bible, that if you are called Brother Kofi, Brother Kofi, in this particular time of life, you will be a member of open heavens. So really and truly, it's a problem. The brother that led the prayer when we walked in was talking about the scholarship, the school you go to, God bless you. But the point of the, 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 the seriousness of it is that how do you decide which school to go to? Because it is not written in the word. So the word is good for doctrine. The word is good for, 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 for creating dogma and directing our lives in the scheme or the wider scheme of things. 
But when it comes to your personal life and direction of your life, that is why we need the prophetic. You need the prophetic. Now, let me tell you something. The reason why the prophetic has come under a big attack and a lot of people are questioning the prophetic is because it is only the prophetic that can jack up the church into the realm that the church must be. So if we are able to destroy the prophetic, then the church can go nowhere. And so we have to be able to dichotomize, or should I put it this way, put into proper division what must be done in what wholesome prophecy. Now I'm saying this to bless God for your pastor's life because I know the prophetic unction he carries. You are blessed if God gives you a father who is also a prophet. Oh, I thought 20 people are going to shout hallelujah. I thought 30 people are going to put their hands together. If you understand and respect the prophetic, your life will go somewhere. If you understand, because you see, he saw it. That when you were struggling in the other place where you were, this is what God has done in the realms of the spirit. He took it and he worked it. Now it's materialized. But there's some more things that will happen because he's seen it in his spirit. Those things are not written in Mark 2, Mark, Mark 2, chapter, Mark chapter 2 verse 3. They are not written in Genesis 5.16. Where you're going to be next is not written in Corinthians 5.12. Where you're going to be, who you're going to marry is not written in Galatians chapter 3 verse 5. So if all these things that make you into life, you don't find it, it's simple, isn't it? It's really simple. If my, who I'm going to marry is written in the Bible, just have to go to the Bible and say, Shadrach, you shall marry Dorothy. And it, there's no problem. The school you go to, if it's written there, there is no problem. The, 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 the church you attend, if it's written there, there's no problem. Whatever you do, if it's written there, there's no problem. But unfortunately, we have to grapple with it. That is why if I should take a census now and come around and ask you, what is God's will for you this week? You fumble. And I ask you, what have you positioned yourself to achieve even today? You'll be like, hmm. And that is how so, so people ask, what is God's will for my life? They come to us because we don't master the prophetic. And the letter killeth, but the spirit gives life. We bless God. We bless God. So to conclude on that part, if I were you, I would stick close to the spirit. Paul was traveling to Jerusalem. He stopped by a place called Corinth. The Bible says the men of God and the women of God and the brothers have come to gather around and celebrate the man of God. And whilst we're praying and everything, a very renowned prophet, powerful prophet, took somebody's belt. It's called Agabus. And he began to do some stuff with the belt. When he did that stuff with the belt, he said that this is what is going to happen to the person that owns this belt. That person's name was uh, Paul. And the Bible said that the believers or the leaders came around and they said, because of the prophecy that has come, please don't go. Don't go. It's not going to be very well with you. And then Paul said that, no, I am not only ready to go through what Agabus has said, but I'm even ready to also die. 
Now, the only reason why Paul was able to refute and Paul was able to stand against the advice following that prophecy was because he lived close to the Holy Spirit and the mapping of his life has already been revealed to him. So nothing was going to stop that. We have come to a realm where you must know God for yourself. And you must connect to God for yourself. So when prophetic words comes, they come to what? Affirm where you're going. Because there are all shabbos in that. There are are barrier breakers here I'm speaking to. There are those who are flying high into greater works. And I'll stop by from London to prophesy to five people in the house. You're going out shall be blessed. You're coming in shall be blessed. And everything you put your hand in shall be blessed. You will see daylight. And daylight will bless you. You will see darkness and you will go through darkness with every blessing thereof. Somebody shout, Amen. Brothers and sisters, live with expectation. If you want a topic for my preaching this morning, and I'll do something else in the second service. Live with expectation. I sleep with expectation. I wake up with expectation. Because I know that the glory of the Lord is revealed in parts. And there are certain parts we might not see. But those that are revealed in parts have clarity. And the clarity is beautiful. So I know that if I'm going to do something or be somebody in life, I must, number one, find what God has said concerning my life. And what God is saying concerning my life is not written in the Bible. What he has said concerning my life is in the DNA of the Holy Spirit. And my relationship with the Holy Spirit will unveil as he breathes into the word. It will unveil unto me. Then I know where to step, where not to step, where to go, where not to go, where to sit, where not to sit. So my life grows from grace to grace, from faith to faith, and from glory to glory, may I tell you that you must live with expectation because you were born a winner. The day your mother met your father and they did those push and pull in the night or in the day, whatever they did it, you were released with another millions of potential brothers and sisters and you were the only one who could swim through every obstacle to meet the egg and the egg was fertilized and after nine months you came to life. It has been said by certain biologists that the action that goes on there, it is like you swimming the English channel with currents against you. You are hearing me? So even in your conception, you had to go through adversity. You had to go through push and pull in order to get to your destination. So you were born a winner. You were born a winner and you can never afford to live life a loser. Ah. I, I want to develop this. Also, I want to develop this. Lack of focus robs you of pro- the priorities of life. And that is why a lot of us have missed our focus. But you are rich. You have everything in abundance. Look at life. Don't let anybody confuse you. Don't let those who sit on Facebook and other places tell you that it is wrong for Christians to be rich. It is wrong for... Hey! Your capacity cannot be defined. And anything in life that has seed in it had multiplication. 
Let me say it again. Anything in life that has seed in it has multiplication. So God doesn't do one thing. God is an expert of multiplication. You take one corn and you place it in the ground. You don't get one corn back. You get ears of corn. Hallelujah. You take mango and you put mango into the ground. You don't get just one mango back. You get plenty of mango. mangoes. So it's very important you understand that in life, you've got to get focused. Because you see, where you're going is a great place. What you're about to achieve is a great stuff. Life doesn't freely give what people deserve. I'm telling you. Life doesn't freely give what people deserve. I know some men of God that if life gives what they deserve or what people deserve, they'll be sitting millions of people. And you have some people that you don't even know what they say. They have no theological depth. No, no exegetical expertise or whatever. But they sit millions. But we have people who, who, who are meticulous, who are the, the intricacies and, and, and how they handle scripture and everything else, and they sit in 10 to 5 people. Life doesn't give you what you deserve. Because at the end of the day, if life gives us what we deserve, there will be a lot of people in places that will amaze you. So if that is the case, then you must be able to find out, who am I? What do I deserve? And when you understand that, then you've got to live with an expectation. The word of God concerning your situation is solid. No weapon formed against you can prosper. There is generic and there is specific. Generic. No weapon formed against you can prosper. Generic. It says, what, I became a curse that you might be what? Blessed. It said, I became poor that you might be rich. These are words that have been given to every believer, Tom, Dick, and Harry. Then we have specifics. And some of us have not even worked on the generals. And so we have not even come to the specifics. The generals is that I am blessed of God. No weapon formed against me will prosper. No weapon, absolutely no weapon. I will increase to the left, I will increase to the right. I will be all that God has called me to be. And these are the generals. And then we come to specifics. God has said certain things about your life. And you must understand them and run with it. So you've got to stay with expectation when you have God's approval. Stay with expectation. Don't let anybody give you doom and gloom prophecies. They say to you that there is a, 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 a coffin over your head. Please. You can use the coffin to raise fire. They throw lemon at you. Take the lemons and make lemonade. For the God we serve is an aspect in taking nothing and making something out of it. So, so the more you demean yourself, the more you're telling yourself that you are a candidate for success. Live with expectation. What do you expect to achieve at the end of today? What do you expect to achieve tomorrow? What do you expect to achieve at your 30th birthday? What do you, and a lot of times, they tell us that you cannot plant these things because it's carnal. No! 
The Bible says that a man plans his ways, but God gives him direction. So you've got to do the planning with God by the prophetic word you have received in your spirit. There are some people they can never fail. Not because they are better than other people, but for the fact that they understand God, for the fact that they know where they are coming from, for the fact that they know where they are going, and for the fact that homo they know the God that holds tomorrow. They can never fail. When you are confident and you know where you are going, you don't play some jokes. You don't handle life anyhow. I did, I did my, 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 my O-level uh, 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 thing in this country before I left this country. I've lived more, most of my adult life in the UK. But when I was here in my O-level, we had a problem in the school. And some guys went for guns and they did a whole bunch of... It's a very bad school. That school, only demons can go there. I'm telling you, the children are very wild. I didn't say it's to test school, but anyway. So... <laughs> So, they did this route and brought guns and they brought the soldiers and police. It was a messy thing. Cut a long story short. If the drought happened on Wednesday, by Friday, the person that led the thing and brought the guns was on the flight to New York because his parents and everybody were all in New York. Now, it's like some of the guys that he worked with, these guys were what we call a Jabba bourgeois. Meaning, <laughs> coming from some village somewhere, you have to evaluate your life. If somebody who's got connections in New York, got connections in America, is doing this stupid thing, you the Ejaba, you would have nobody. Your, fa- your, your father has to sell his club, uh, cloth and your mother has to sell her kaba cloth to be able to afford school fees. And you are with these people. And you know what? A, a, a communique was sent to the whole of the Ghana Education Service that these people should not be admitted into any government school. That was the end of their lives. And some of them, they are working on the streets of Ghana now. Because they don't know where they've come from. They don't know where they are. They don't know where they're going. When everybody is talking, you are also talking. There are some people, when people are talking, you must listen. And realize that my life is completely different. You come to church and it is praise and worship time. And you stand there so deployed and you sit there like this. And you're watching around because you don't have an expectation. And then somebody uh, looks at, oh, my Katari Handa. Looks on and begins to realize that, listen to me. The worship is so beautiful and powerful. And you are not. But you know, the person who is standing there also with his hand lifted and done that, that. He can afford to do that because his father is a pastor. His grandfather is a pastor. His old lady is a, is a prayer warrior. So there's somebody in the house completely interceding on his behalf. He can afford to be stupid in church. But you, Akonade is in your house. Infonyama is in your house. Nobody's marrying in your house. All manner of things going on in your house. And you look at somebody who has made a significant push in life, misbehaving, and then you join the person. with expectation. You've got to work with expectation. You've got to understand
understand that according to Isaiah 51 from verse 1 to 2, it says that, listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord, I feel like preaching now. And it says that, look at the rock from which you were hewn and the rock from which you were cut. Makatoroba, look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave back to you. When I called him, he was only one man. And I blessed him. And I blessed him. And I blessed him. And made him many. He says that, listen to me. Listen to me. You who pursue righteousness and who seek the Lord, look to the rock from which you were cut and to the quarry from which you were hewn. Look to Abraham, your father and to Sarah, oh Shadaraba, who gave back to you. Basically, he's telling you and I that we were hewn out of a rock. And when you hewn a rock from a rock, what you need to understand is that the properties of that rock from which that rock was hewn becomes the same properties. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I have a wife who looks so much like her father. And one day she was in the train and somebody just walked to her and he said, ask her, by any chance, are you the daughter of so and so? He said, Yes. He said, Yes, I don't know you. I've never met you. But it just is random on the train in London. And he said, But when I saw you, I could tell that you are daughter of so and so. Listen to me. The Bible says that Abraham is the father of the faith, he is the great rock from which we are connected. And he says that you and I are hewn from that rock. Now, whatever minerals you find find in that rock, when you hewn a piece of the rock out, them same minerals must be found in this rock. So let me just spend the rest of the minutes I have to give you some exposition on Abraham and give you some insight about how we ought to respond with expectation. For the Bible says the man was filthy rich. He was so blessed. I don't care about what anybody said. Nobody can put judgment on me. The Bible says that who are you to judge somebody else's servant? I am not a servant to anybody. I am a servant to the king of kings. And he's the only one that can judge me. Glory to God. A lot of times people have problems with prosperity. They have problems with success. And we start to make apologies for things like that. Hey! You have no time to answer stupid questions. And you have no time to answer stupid people. What you know God has called you to do, just go for it. Hallelujah. I draw Job had lots of camels. Do you know what camels is, uh, is four by four. He had about 3,000 of it. So if you have only two four by four, you haven't done anything yet. I'm all shakatori and Am I talking to somebody? Glory to God. The blessings of the Lord, he make it rich. And he has no sorrow. The Bible said that he had 318 whole shandara bodyguards. Bodyguards. And this was his own army. For the Bible said that these 318 men were born in his household which means that their parents also lived in the household so Abraham was taking care of 380 men breakfast, lunch, dinner he wasn't complaining, he was taking care of their fathers, their mothers he wasn't complaining and if this doesn't help you, let me just help you there in those days they married 3, 4, 5 and they had concubines so at the end of the day, Abraham
Abraham was taking care of their wives and their concubines. Am I talking to somebody? And this is the rock from which you were hewn. Am I talking to somebody? And the properties of that rock must be found in you. Am I talking to somebody? People say that man of God, why can you wear bodyguards and stuff like that? Wise up! Because anybody who become rich and influential is a magnet for, 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 for vices and things like that. You got to understand, even Jesus, he told his disciples, now I have protected you. Now that I'm going, you will need extra protection. So everybody go buy yourself a sword. Are you hearing me? So they all went to buy themselves a sword. In the night when he was about to be arrested, the Bible says that Peter took out his sword and he separated the ear from the head. As a matter of fact, he wanted to separate the head from the body, but he missed. Hamashatoroba. Am I talking to somebody? I'm getting ready to preach. And the Bible says that Jesus told Peter, he said, listen to me, put it back. He didn't say throw it away. He said, put it back because the time you will need it is not now. And when I am gone, you will need it. And do you know why the people were making noise but they couldn't arrest them? Because they knew that they were armed. Because what happened in the night and the Peter brought out the knife, it alarmed everybody that these guys were armed people. So if you're going to deal with them, you must find a different way of dealing with them. Brothers and sisters, he had 318 when Lot was in trouble. They went and delivered Lot and they brought the booty. They brought their booty and when they brought it, he had to meet Melchizedek and when he met Melchizedek, Mashatori Melchizedek blessed him. Oh, I'm getting ready to preach now. Listen to me. This man that we were hewn out of, Romans talks about him. He said, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and he became father of many nations just as it had been said to him. It says so shall your offspring be. It says so shall your offspring be. Listen to me. He had quality not just quantity because the Bible says that God came to him and he said A.B. let's take a walk. So God took a walk with A.B. and as they took the walk he brought him out of the house. He said A.B. look up. And he looked up. And he said, do you see the stars? He said, start counting them. And he started counting them. He said, no, they are too numerous for me to count. He said, so shall your descendants be. But listen to this. He didn't give me any imagery. He gave them the imagery of the stars. The imagery of the stars, it means quality. And the stardom. It means that everybody that will be hewn out of your rock will also carry quality and stardom. That is why when you come to Philippians and you come to other parts of the writings of Paul, he talks about we are now stars. Why are we stars? We celebrate people who don't even have morals. And we call them celebrities and stars. And church people allude to that fact. And you forget that you are. The Bible says that you are a saint. Am I talking to somebody? A saint is somebody who has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Not somebody that has been put on the walls of Roman Catholic Church. We need to change the mentality we have. We need to change our mindset. You've got to be able to know that God is good. And his mercies endures forever. You've got to be able to understand that you are special you are mighty and powerful that three occasions I saw great leaders react to adversity or danger and I was touched one was George Bush when he was a president and another was a uh, uh, Prince Charles for time let me just talk about the two of them 
Judge Bush was just talking. And then all of a sudden, somebody took the, 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 the shoes and threw it at him. The guy just stuck like that and was just standing there. I asked somebody that, if it was me, if I was a Shadrach of Uzuari. I go run or fall down or something. The man was confident. Do you know why? Because the, the, the secret services have done their job. So he knows that nobody can shoot him. Put that one aside. He's the president of the most powerful. These guys are so capable that before they come to your country and destroy you, they send in aeroplanes. And the aeroplanes are the best in the world. They send all these crazy things, the Chinooks and, and, and the stealth bombers, and they will, they will disarm you, all your installations, before they send the soldiers in. The guy was confident that I am leading this country. And for that reason, I am protected. The same thing happened in Sydney, Australia, when Prince Charles was there. And they touched the person at the gun. The man didn't even run. The man jumped with that. It was just cool. I looked at that. It also happened in your parliament here, or no, our parliament here, uh, with Rawlings some time ago, 1996, uh, whatever. And, and he was just giving a speech, and the bodyguard behind me just fell. Boom. I don't know, it should be on your TV. Just fell. The man just stood and looked back. And as I was saying, and didn't stop to. Now, if worldly people, we call worldly, we call those who have influenced by that, are able to put a position where they are confident in human stuff, human institution, it's so great. How much more you, who is born of the law, who carries the grace and power, there are things that you must understand. If you don't take it out of your head, you will not be. If you were born in Tudu, don't stay in Tudu all the time. Once a while, go to East Legon. Once a while, drive through Trasaku. Once a while, go inside there. If you are not given permission to beg the gate man, if you doesn't have, give him some five pounds, it's not bribery, it is incentivizing. Give him five dollars or five cities or ten cities. I mean, ten cities is enough. They will take it. And I said, oh, I'm not a thief. Look at me. Tell him, search you. I just want to go and go share Menusu ideas. I just want to go inside there and go share Menusu ideas. Change your thinking. Because your thinking is too much of to do. It's too much of the ghetto. It's too much of Zongo. So Zongo has filled their mind. So when pastor is talking about our next project, we're going to have this, we're going to have that. I said, you're chibi. Then you see there is a chia. Why? Because you have noticed this mentality of yours that at the end of the day, where you are is what you have been assigned to. Everybody will start from somewhere, but we will not keep where we are. Oh, I had only five people put their hands together. I had only ten people put their hands together. I had only twenty people. Glory to God. He said, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Those who translated the Bible here, they were being nice. All right? They were being nice. So they used the body. But actually, it's not the body you use for making children. 
It is something you use in doing it. So they were nice, and they just, so I'm also going to be try, I'll try to be nice, all right? I'll try to be nice. Okay, so they, they, they said his body, his thing, his ding-dong was gone. Hallelujah. And then, and then they moved on, and they said, look at it. <laughs> See that Sarah also, Sarah's womb was dead. Yes, his, her womb was dead, but they were talking about something called, uh, okay, all right. Vulva and t- I'll leave it, you know, because we are very holy here. So uh, uh, if you're in London, I'll say it, but I'm here, I'm not going to say it. Osafu, I'll preach. So everything was gone. So you can imagine, man of God, he goes to the bathroom and he says, God says, I'm going to have a child. But he looks at it and he says, Hey, flabology, flabby, flabby, flabby. And every day he will look at it, for the Bible says it was dead. But he had faith, knowing that what God has said, it will come to pass. Day one, it didn't look good. Day two, it didn't look good. Day three, it didn't look good. Week two, it didn't look good. Week all, it kept going on. But just one day, he went to the bathroom. As he was just about to shower, all of a sudden, hey! I have waited all this long and God has heard my prayer. God is going to do something. Where I come from, they call something it means that when it is coming, then it is doing. When God is about to enlighten you and put you on a high pedestal, it's just going to start from somewhere. And you see the sign. It's like when rain is about to come, you feel the winds and you feel the, the clouds are laden with stuff. That is how it starts. I stop by to announce to five people in the house that your sign oh, is with you. I came to declare to ten people in the house that your going out is blessed. Your coming in is blessed. Whatever you touch will be blessed because you were hewn out of the rock. You were hewn out of the rock. The rock is a rock of increase and prosperity. The rock is a rock of increase and prosperity. In the next seven days, I declare in the house, you will see God and he will do marvelous things in your life. When we sing Abraham blessings are mine, when we sing Abraham blessings are mine, it will be exactly so. You will receive you will receive the blessing and you will know that you are part of the rock that is the rock of Abraham. May I announce to five millionaires in the house, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning and this is the morning of your joy I stop to announce to somebody oh Sharababa the wings arrived for great and glory oh Shandaraba like Elijah he said there is going to be a rain and I come to declare to you there is going to be a rain a rain to increase your finances a rain to increase your oh Shandaraba your business a rain to increase the blessings on top of Shandaraba and I stop by to tell five people in the house that listen to me weeping me endure for only a night but joy comes in the morning and I feel in my spirit your moment of joy and increase is with you something is about to change in the atmosphere because you are blessed and blessed 
I don't know what your expectation is, but I declare in the house your expectation will never be dashed, it will come to pass in the name of Jesus. In this year of our Lord, everything you have lost through COVID, everything you have lost through situations, everything you have lost through the pandemic, I step by to announce to somebody in the house, oh Shanda Baba, there's gonna be abundance and more abundance and more abundance you think that god has blessed you you wait and see there is more coming you don't need to plateau now you don't need to hang around and feel like it is okay no 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 there is more coming more it's called overflow it's called overflow it's called overflow it's called overflow it is said also that abraham was so rich that if his eliezer stole from abraham he wouldn't have recognized that is how rich he was and listen to me when god makes you rich in finances in people resources and stuff like that he causes you to go up and up and up and up you may have served all these years and you are asking the lord god when is it going to happen i came as a prophet of the lord to join my faith with your man of god and declare in the house this is the time tomorrow by this time something is shifting tomorrow by this time something is coming through tomorrow by this time glory is making a right way into your life may i prophesy to five millionaires in the house by the end of this year you are going to dance to a different tune may i prophesy to ten millionaires in the house by the end of this year you are going to dance to a different tune i feel you have to understand David was also a rock that was hewn out of Abraham and the Bible said when he was about to die he left 7,000 talents of sterling silver for his child to build the temple that is equivalent to 240 metric tons of silver then he left 3,000 talents of gold, refined gold, for his son. That is equivalent to 100 metric tons of gold. Now listen to me. If you arrange those gold bars here, they will fill this place. And that is what he left for his son. Now that is his only contribution to the church and the building of the temple. This is not everything he had. Now ask me. How can somebody who is so poor and smell like a sheep at the backside of the desert have so much blessing that between the backside of the desert and the time he was about to leave the throne, he has so much gold and so much stuff. The race is not for the swift. I heard 10 people say amen. The race is not for the swift. Neither is the battle for the strong. Time and chance happens to all men. You could be a driver today. Tomorrow you'll be an archbishop. When I met your pastor, one thing that made me love him, that, that he didn't have any airs and graces and stuff. He was serving my very good friend, Pastor Kujo. And he would come home, we'll eat, we'll chat, come to London, I gave him my pulpit and stuff like that. Very simple guy. And he said, dog, do you know that God is saying this about you? 
Doc, do you know that God is saying this about you? And I will say, hmm, hmm, I'm prophet, you know, hmm, hmm. And then sometimes something will happen. And then you begin to realize, aha, that is what was said. That is what was said. That is what was said. Who knew those days? That Osofa Hameku will come this level. But I must announce to you, don't rest, though, because there's so much in you. There is so much. But may I tell the church that just as there's so much in him, there's so much in all of you. Because I'm seeing top CEOs. I'm seeing top CEOs. But the most thing I'm seeing is that you're going to own your own businesses. There are people here who are going to own and the business will turn over millions. I see you having businesses not only in the shores of Ghana, but in West Africa. You're going to start having things in UK, in, in Australia. How much shout out about? When people go to London to hustle, you will not go to London to hustle. You go on a holiday. That is going to be your status. Am I talking to somebody? You have houses in London. You have houses in Australia. You have houses in the U- US. And listen to me. You just travel to just go enjoy the atmosphere and come back. Because here is where the living is. When you are hewn out of the rock of Abraham, your increase has no limit. How much I told about? I only dealt with the sentence of it. And in future, if I have the permission, we'll continue with it. But before I go, rise and lift up your hands wherever you are. Makabata Babasaba. Every man of God and what they carry. And I don't make apologies for being a parcel of wealth. I don't make apologies at all. We've seen pounds sterling in the millions, dollars. But man's life doesn't consist of those things. The authentic blessings that come to man is the blessings that make you prosper even when they put you in the Sahara Desert. Money doesn't define you. That is why those who have problems with it, they are showing their true color. Because money defines them, they have a problem. When someone got a private jet, what's your problem with that? Isn't it out of metal? Where does metal come from? The iron? Iron comes from the earth. And God says that let the earth support his children. And you know what the earth is in groanings. The Bible says that earth is in groanings awaiting the manifestation of the sons. It has two dimensions. I don't have time to talk about it, but let me take one of the dimensions. Because we are not manifesting. The gold, the diamond, the silver, everything in there, we are not manifesting. And it is meant for us. You are crying for a house. Where does house come from? From a brick, mortar, cement. Where does it come from? From the earth. You are crying for money. Where does money come from? From paper. Paper comes from the tree. The tree comes from the earth. You realize that everything you need is in the earth to support you. So you must understand. Our forefathers understood it, but they didn't appropriate it, apostle. And so when they were Paul Abation, they would say, Asasia. They know what it means, but they didn't connect it with Jesus Christ and salvation. That was what the, the, the link is. But point of libation, by definition, is not sin. David did it. When they brought him the water, the Bible said he poured libation and blessed the ground. Jacob did the same thing. At the place where he met the angels, the Bible said he took oil and he poured libation with it. And he said, Lord, that my travel will be successful. And I will pay my tithe regularly because of this blessing. Brothers and sisters, I'm here to announce to you 
that your blessing is beyond you. And don't let anything and anybody stop you from doing that. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. I've got 30 seconds to go. I want everybody, take a seat.